Hello and welcome to We Will Now Discuss. My name is Jeremy Booker and I am joined with my co-hosts Amber Richardson, Kim Davis, and Damon Davis. Today we're going to get into the world of TV. These last few months there have been an amazing, just multitude of shows, some ending, some coming back, some great TV. It's been tough to actually keep up. There's a couple shows that I've been wanting to watch that I still haven't. But we're going to cover a lot of them. We're going to cover kind of a rapid-fire pace today. We're not going to get real, real deep into each show, but we want to kind of give you our thoughts on uh, what we thought about the finales, the new starts, things like that. So before we get into Succession, Ted Lasso, Barry, Yellow Jackets, and many others, we will now discuss one of a, a just a tremendous, great recommendation from Amber Richardson, Jury Duty. Oh, we're talking about that now. I thoroughly enjoyed watching Jury Duty. Oh, you did good. Get to watch I, I, it made me happy. Yeah. It was it so does do good. That, right? It's not a, it's not like the greatest thing I've ever seen. Right. But I just found myself happy while I was watching it. Yeah, yeah. it's just enjoyable and lovely. Yeah. I guess I think that means all four of us have watched it then. Yeah, which is kind of a rare occurrence. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the and things. we all liked it. It was yeah. really good. I've tried soaking twice. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see it when you if you watch it. You'll know what I mean. What? I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not remembering that, that either. Do you need to build you one of those chairs too? Oh, yeah. the- <laughs> but no. I thank you, Amber. Uh, jury duty, which is a show that I. I, I heard maybe in passing on a podcast, but it was not something that was going to catch my attention. So because of your recommendation, it brought me to it. And actually, I hope Yay. some of our listeners will do the same mm-hmm. because I think they will thank you too. And it's on freebie. Yeah, because you're you never going to find it without a recommendation. Yeah. Right? Very true. And freebie. So in it was that, on freebie. Yeah. If, if, if it's part of Amazon. So if you have Amazon Prime, you have freebie. Okay. It's not a separate thing that you have to set up a subscription or even even a login or anything oh, okay. you, you already have it on your amazon login it, it amazon owns it it's just like another channel gotcha okay so we're gonna quickly move past jury duty great recommendation and get into probably the biggest show on hbo that just finished uh succession guys what'd you think were you happy with the finale were you happy with the last season overall were you shocked at different points what are your takes all right so i think just mention that these shows that are completed, we're gonna oh we're, we're, we're gonna spoil. Oh, okay. We're gonna talk in detail okay. about these shows that have finished their full series run. So just okay. if you don't want spoilers, skip ahead or come back when you've watched or something like Let that. Let me just do a full disclosure. If I am talking, if you hear my voice, <laughs> spoilers are coming. Spoilers will be a coming your way because I don't even realize that I'm doing spoilers. So I just talk about what I want to talk about. So all right. So here we go. Here's my thoughts on Succession. All right. I've really, really weighed it out. And by the end of the episode, I sat there and I thought it through. And I'm really surprised Jeremy didn't tell me I was an idiot after it was over. But he probably did, but he just didn't type it out. Or hit send. But I really think, I think the whole thing from beginning to end, it's a love story. It is. A tragic love story. It is a love story. I didn't say it was a great one, but I said it's a love story. It's a love story between Tom and Shiv. Because the whole thing basically revolves around them. It's the season one. is them getting married. 
season two is them. Are they having a baby? Are they going to get pregnant? Are they going to stay together? Are they not? Oh, all of a sudden, oh, guess what? Hey, at the end, it's the breakup scene. Then season three, guess what? It's them not liking each other. It's them maybe having the divorce. But then in the end, they get back together and take over the company. It's a love story. And in the end, they decide that, you know what? I really kind of don't like you, but by God, this is the only way we're taking over the company. Roy Cove, we're taking over. Get in the car, baby. <laughs> and they do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not that do it. <laughs> they just get in the car to win. <laughs> and then they kind of almost hold hands. It's a love story. I thought for a minute I was going to have to watch the show, but I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's a take. I really I, thought you were going to say it's a love story between Tom and Greg. Yeah. Like, that's what I really thought you were going to say. And I think that theory could, you could do just exactly what Kim just did and make just as emphatic argument. And, you know, that little sticker at the end, I mean, that was yeah. that was one of the it sweetest was, moments of it the whole It was, yeah. I do like that part when he stickers him. It's anyway. not how I thought it was going to end. I, I was satisfied, though. Like, really, I've really thought it through. Because, really, you want the siblings to all have it. But they never trust each other. Ever, 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 ever. And really, even though, like, when they're in... What country are they in when they go to their mothers? Like, I don't even know what island Barbados. Is. is it? Okay, I was going to say, I don't know where they're at when they go to their mothers in the end. And they're all having fun, and they make that weird shake for the king thing or whatever. Uh-huh. And Meal like, fit for a king. Yeah, and you, like, kind of love it, and you love them all together. Or, like, even when Shiv's wedding and they're on the boat together, you love those scenes when the siblings are all together. But in the end... They will drown each other in an inch of muddy water to win. So you really know they can't trust each other, and it it, it does it just doesn't work. They are not serious people. <laughs> That's true. How shocked were you guys uh, at the end of episode three? I guess really at the beginning of episode three when when Logan left the series. Oh, did you see I, it coming? Did I, you I feel did not see it, it coming. No, did uh-uh. not see it coming. I, nope. I did not think he was actually going to die. I thought the whole thing was not really yeah. happening. I blew, blew me away. I was like, and then, and then like the way that it was so perfect, though, it was such a great episode. Like, I loved the way that it was like, it wasn't like it was dramatic, but then it like wasn't the whole hospital scene or the whole mm-hmm. reviving him. It was more played through the, that's what. I think that's what it would really look like, you know, where you're just getting a phone call and you're in the middle of something. And that's that's just the way it is. There were so, so many episodes this season where I I would finish it and I was like, that's one of the best episodes of yeah. television ever. Yeah. I was yeah. like, the performance performances were amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that it, it could have kept going. And I think been quality TV. But I, I do think ending it there probably was the right decision. Because it went out strong. It, it went out every bit as strong as it had ever yeah. been. The way I, How did you think it was going to end? Did you have a specific theory? Or that just, it wasn't that? I, I kind of thought it was going to end up with Kendall. I, I They think, definitely played it like that. Yeah, where you really could see that like it he's was going to... Finally going to get there. They And I mean, they had the votes, really. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, once again, Shiv just turns her tail on it. But you know what? She chose love because it's a love story. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think it's horseshit. But um, no, now she's just trapped in a loveless marriage for power. 
And she's already rich, and I don't think she's going to have any power. But it's a theory as strong as anything else, because that's, you know, you can make it. I mean, there's yeah. lots of different ways to go with it. I, I think it could only in one, two ways. It, either none of them get it, which is exactly what you said. I, I think there's a strong point, like, okay, you could not let one of them. Or Kendall gets it, but you can see his life is just awful and horrible, yeah. and it's been a cancer to him, and his life's going to suck, and it's going to be... His dad, who's just awful and mean and hateful and has no family. and Well, and the other two really wouldn't let Kendall have it the whole time anyway. I mean, really, if you think about it. It would have completely just been backstabbing and lies and deceit the entire time. Well, when we did the introduction for this show, I, I made a strong case that Succession was a comedy more than a drama. I, I, I cannot claim that with this last season. There, there mm. were, the last were fewer and further between. They really leaned into the drama this year, but... Still great. It is officially in my top three all-time show now. Um, sorry. Or did it have to beat out like 9021 hour or something? <laughs> yes. That was. Yes, 90210 is still hanging in the top ten. Um, like, I want them to win every acting award known to man. Like, I want them to win them all. I wish that we could give them all because one of them will have to lose, right? Like, multiple of them will have to lose. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Strong or Karen Culkin, who you got? It's so hard. They're both so amazing. Like, Shiv's the only lock because she's the only female. So Yeah. No, I, 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 I very think you can make agree. an argument for Alan Ruck. Oh, he actually came out really strong this season, didn't he? Mm -hmm. I really liked him. Was, was anybody else, like, super sad about the whole firing of Jerry and that Jerry goes away? Like, I was... Oh, Mr. Yeah. I really missed her. Yeah, it's almost like the writers like, okay, Jerry has gotten too popular, too big. We got to <laughs> knock him down. Like, yeah, I mean, it, they, I felt targeted a little bit because you it guys was, know my love for Jerry. It was sad. Like, I missed her anyway. And yeah. then I, I don't know. Yeah. I felt bad. I did too. I, I kind of wanted just a little bit more Jerry at the end. So. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving because we got that nasty, ugly show with Succession, but we also have the feel-good Ted Lasso. And I know all of us are big Ted Lasso fans. One of us in this room complained a lot about this last season, but uh, I'll let you guys figure out who that is. But what do you guys think? You feel like it's one? Same. Is it over? Is it done? Or is, is Ted Lasso coming back? And again, spoilers for Ted Lasso. So this will probably be the last one we're going to spoil. But I do not think Ted Lasso is coming back. Do you think these characters are coming back on any level, or is this the last we're going to deal with with any of them? I would not bet against these characters or the show coming back in some other form. I don't think Jason Sudeikis is coming back. I don't think the Ted Lasso character is coming back anytime soon. Maybe maybe years down the road. But in the immediate future, I wouldn't bet on either a different version of this show continuing or a spinoff or multiple spinoffs or something like that. I would not be surprised. I feel like I called it forever ago. Didn't I say Keeley and Company? Mm -hmm. I mean... Yeah, but that was the worst part of the season. For sure. Yeah. But but they it did seem like they were attempting to maybe set that up. But I felt like the whole season it was like, hey, look, it's Keeley's company yeah. with her little people that work there. But the the response to it might might kill that before down. it before it starts. So yeah, this season sucked until about the last three episodes, <laughs> and, and I felt like those they finished strong, and I thought it would. I really, yeah. I knew it was going to end in a pretty feel good spot, and I thought I, I had faith that they could bring that aspect back, but. They didn't have to make me be bummed for that many episodes to make me feel good at the end. They really uh, weaned us off of Ted, didn't they? They did, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I, it, and that, it almost felt 
on purpose yeah, yeah. just to it, see like okay can this keep going right. let's it keep... was like so many episodes where it was like oh hey let's see if we could only put ted in two scenes yeah and that yeah. may have been exa- and that's weaned them off is actually yeah. a great way of phrasing that that makes sense favorite episode the whole season i think mine was the amsterdam one that's where they went right yeah. amsterdam was a really good episode. yeah it was, i think it, amsterdam was my favorite it probably was mine too um thinking about it some of the last ones were were good but it was just moments that were good. Uh, I've seen some some videos since the finale that shows all of the, the callbacks from payoffs of bits in earlier seasons, and I caught a lot of them, but a lot of them I didn't. And uh, my favorite one was uh, at the very end. Of course, we're doing spoilers. At the very end of the finale when they're everybody has their, their piece of the sign that they're putting back together, Jamie Tart pulls his out of a book, and it's the book that when Ted gave him all the book to read mm-hmm. in the first season. That it was his book that he gave him to read oh. that he still has in his locker that he pulled his piece of the of the sign out of. Little things like that they did really well. Now, some of them, they almost hid too well because I didn't catch all of them, but a lot of them were, were good. So I, I've, I've liked seeing those and exploring those a little bit. I think they did a really good job of wrapping up, like, the storylines for the different people. Right? My like, only for Jamie, complaint. For Rebecca. Yeah, yeah. My only complaint at the very end was somehow in London, they're in real time, but Ted jumped ahead like six months. Like what was up with that? Didn't it like flash forward where all of a sudden Ted's like coaching soccer coaching the kids, yeah. and he's doing all this stuff. But back in London, they're like, oh, here's, here it is the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the crap's going yeah. on? It seemed weird. It seemed like some of the stories they they had to rush a little bit, mm-hmm. and they had to kind of fast forward through a little of the character progression. Especially, I thought with with Nate. No, oh, Nate's. Yeah, you know, it seemed like Nate it, was. I, he was up Rupert's <laughs> ass, up Rupert's ass, and then that one night, yeah. like, oh, I'm out, I'm out. Yeah, the, uh, the, why didn't we get to By see the way, that? My hair's brown again. Yeah, <laughs> but I, we needed to see that scene. We needed to yeah. see that that breaking point of when he's was done and fed up, and you needed that. That was his redemption moment, and then you kind of. We kind of missed it, you know. So we need to see. Well, I didn't cry at all during the believe part with the signs, but yeah. I cried a lot I did not during either. that. Yeah. No yeah. tears, no tears. Did you really not cry? She doesn't. Oh she my god, cry. I was bawling. But I think my favorite. Oh, you really were. Yes, and I even yeah. kind of knew that that was probably coming. That was sarcasm. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yes. Oh my god, I was. <laughs> yeah, it hit me hard. But uh, the scene where Nate and Beard. Have, and Beard kind of gives his backstory. Oh, yeah. His oh, yeah that, was Ted. that was good. Yeah, that was really, really good. Yeah. Did you cry then, too? Yes. I yeah. cried like four I different cried. times in that episode. So, I really want to see. You need some hormones. I, I, thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was really neat, and but I would, I would love to see the other side of it. How uh, in season two, we got the whole weird Coach Beard episode uh-huh. of his night. And then in Amsterdam, he's the only one you don't follow. <laughs> Yeah. And then you see him the next morning in the crazy yeah, yeah. outfit, <laughs> you know. I thought it was really fun that you got the one episode where all you got was him and the weird nighty head, and then this one, he's the only one you didn't see, and it was obviously just as weird a night or even weirder. And I would for sure watch that episode to see what, what, his what, night, he, did, what yeah. he did that night would be amazing. But You know so. what I think would be interesting? Like if they did not another season or a movie or a spinoff, but just like, you know, like a like a forty five minute just one off episode, right? Like, like a like a special. Yeah, like a like special. a Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah. <laughs> I could see like a Coach Beard focused special, right? Or like a yeah, Roy that, Kent focused special. I'm kind of surprised. Um, 
not to bring it back to this side of the world, but Marvel has started doing that. They've done a couple of those standalone mm-hmm. specials that length. Uh, so I'm kind of surprised. I guess maybe it's hard to get the cast together and things like that if you're not in a big machine like like Marvel's. But I'm surprised more franchises haven't tried that uh, that format. It's probably too hard with yeah contracts and, and schedules and things like that. But I, I think they would be successful. Yeah, oh. it's probably limited money you can make yeah. off of. Well, yeah. Yeah. Here's an interesting point that Damon knew. Um, so while Damon and I were on our cruise, we were playing trivia, and the um, girl that worked there that was doing hosting the trivia had a question about what sign does Ted Lasso have above his office? And she was like, I ass-, and she's English, by the way. She was like, I assume you guys all know the answer because I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> you know, like that. And we're like, Okay, weird, you know, because, of course, everybody actually got that answer right or whatever. And then, Damon, go. What's your point about Roy Kent, the oh, guy? Um, I, I, I saw an interview with, with Brett Goldstein who basically said that the way he dresses in real life is how Roy Kent dresses, in all black and a leather jacket. That's just how he walks around every day. And he said he got himself, he got invited to a Halloween party. And he said, I, I wasn't dressing up. Uh, you know, he said, I'm, you know, not putting on a costume to go to the party. He said, I went in my normal clothes, but it looked like I was dressed up as Roy Kent. And he said, in England, he said, nobody knows what this show is. He said, it is not popular. It's huh. not a big deal. Nobody knows. He said, but this was an American. He said, I showed up at this party and there were like four other people dressed as Roy Kent. <laughs> so he said, now they know who I am. He said, now they, I look like a complete douchebag dressing up as my own character <laughs> and coming to a Halloween party. But because he said, I never even thought about it because the people he hangs out with in England could care less about the show or his character and don't even know what it is. But he did, I guess he didn't realize how popular it was. I think this was maybe during season one and didn't realize how big a deal it was until four other people at his party were dressed like him. So then he kind of looked like an idiot. But it, it it is amazing how as big as it got here to realize that it kind of you know didn't make a mark anywhere but the United States. Amber, have you seen Shrinking? I have seen Shrinking. I really, really like Shrinking. And Brett Goldstein, I did not know this until just the other day that he was co-creator on Shrinking. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't realize that either. I, I read that same deal. I'm actually shy one episode of finishing it. I assume, is he, does he write on it too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I, that's something I've meant, I've had on the list and meant to check it's out. It's great. I, think, I love it. I think Kim I tried it. an episode of it and just hasn't gotten back to it. But I, I've, I've definitely meant to check it out because I, I, I'm a pretty big Jason Siegel fan. I usually like him a lot. So it's, uh, I and that's Harrison Ford as well. Yeah. Harrison Ford, Harrison yeah. Ford is excellent. And I yeah. watched an interview with Brett Goldstein where he was telling the story about how they ended up casting Harrison Ford yeah. in this show. And Harrison Ford told him it was the best script he'd ever read. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I must've read the exact same yeah. article. No, I, I need to check that one out then. All right. Let's uh, keep it moving. We're, I'm going to talk just very quickly. I think I'm the only one in the room that's watched Barry, uh, Barry, also, another show that's put out his final episode. Um, this is a weird show. Uh, I'm not going to tell it's it's for everyone. Uh, Bill Hader, this final third season, um, I think next maybe fourth season, he starred in it, he wrote it, he directed it, he produced it. I mean, this is the Bill Hader show, and I think it's a very high quality. Um, it goes in some different directions, like I said. Not for everyone, but what I want you guys watching for is in the next three to four movies, next three to four years, I think we're going to see a Bill Hader, probably a horror-type movie. I think he's just got a great eye. He, he loves – he's a huge movie nerd. 
I think the direction he took with this episode or this season was really good and um, just be on the lookout. I, I could see him, if Tarantino's going away, I could almost see Bill Hader coming in and having his voice, his vision, and, and being another big star moving forward. Because I don't think he wants to act. I think he wants to be a director. Maybe he'll pop up here and there. But The, so. the, the people I've heard, I've not watched the show, but the the people I've heard comment on it that are creatives, that are directors or writers or cinematographers are just across the board, super high praise for him. And I, you, you said Tarantino and the, and the comp I heard was Jordan Peele. Jordan, yeah, Jordan yeah. Peele, and that's kind of yeah. why I went to horror because yeah. it, he feels like he's more in that area. That, but he, that he's going to have something to, that he's going to have a good story to tell in a, and not the format you would expect that story in is kind of what they expect him to do. What I'm hearing is that Stefan <laughs> oh. on SNL is going to be the next Tarantino uh, or Jordan yeah. Peele. And that seems a little unbelievable to me. Well, and uh, also a something that you know, nobody besides our house has watched. He, he is a heavily in the writing and creation of uh, South Park as well. Oh. He's, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He wrote on a lot of episodes and did a little bit of voice work and things like that. But he's, he was definitely in the writer's room with those guys on, on some of the early seasons. Oh, he, I mean, he's actually one of the best interviews. Like I, I just listened to my first episode of Smartless podcast, oh. maybe not quite as good as this one, but with, uh, Jason. De- definitely with less star power than this for one. For sure. For sure. But the episode I listened to had Bill Hader on it and it was very, very enjoyable. Oh, I think we have him booked for our next episode. <laughs> okay. All right. Good, good, good. All right. Next up, Yellow Jackets. Uh, again, I think a show all four of us have seen. Mm-hmm. Showtime. Okay. And, yeah. and and we're going to start to kind of avoid uh, spoilers here because this is an ongoing show and uh, you may have a chance to get caught up and move forward with it. So um, this was season two, correct? Yes. All right. Well, I think we were all big fans of season one. Right. Yes. Yes. I think I remember before one of the episodes, maybe the premiere of season two, Amber was shouting, let's eat some people. Yeah, I do yeah, remember I that. Very excited <laughs> on, on this show, yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, so what do you guys think? Did season two hold up? Are you excited about season three? Are you concerned? Where are we at? I'm concerned. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I'm concerned. Season two definitely did not hold up for me because I gave up halfway through and I haven't even finished <gasps> it. Yeah, she didn't oh, yeah? Finish. Oh. I wandered away to do laundry and I have not wandered <laughs> back. didn't make it back. <laughs> but I don't know what episode I made it to. To be fair, she went out in the that, that yeah. happens to some really good shows too. It is not necessarily a comment on the quality of the hey, show. She I wanders. I did not wander away on that Stanley documentary last That's true. night. Well, but you fell asleep. <laughs> no, I didn't. She okay. wandered into slumber. <laughs> I I was fine with season two. I, it, it was not as good as season one. It was it was a little bit of a downturn, and they uh, you could tell some different directions they went, and not all of them worked. But to me, the some of the performances were even stronger in season two. I thought Christina Ricci in season two was yeah, she fantastic, was really and I loved the addition of Elijah Wood. Uh, I, I yeah, really liked addition. his character, especially them those two together, and uh, so it it definitely had some lulls. I didn't like the fact that in the present day timeline, most of the group was separated until the very end. I would like to have seen them kind of in the same place together for more of the season. I've heard some people say that they would like the show better if there wasn't a present day timeline. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Just... You guys actually prefer the, the kids or the adults? I think I like the kids story better. I do too. I uh, want to know what's going on when they're out there in that yeah. woods. I, I, I do like it better 
But I also don't mind the fact that, you know, some shows, they, they're like, all right, we're, this is all we get. This is, we're putting everything we got into this season. And you could tell, especially after season one, they're like, all right, we maybe got a little bit of runway to tell more stories. So we're going to pace it out a little slower. So I'm okay with that as well. But yeah, given the choice, I like the, uh, the 1996 timeline. I just feel like better. there wasn't enough movement in the story. Well, and that's, I, I think, to Damon's point. Yeah. I mean, they, I, I feel like they feel like they have five seasons now. Yeah. That they get to tell their story. And you, you can't move too fast because they're only out there like 19 months, 18, yeah. 19 months. No, and 19. so, but yeah, I agree. I wanted, but tell me more about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Get me. And I don't think you can make that timeline work if you have three more seasons to tell. Right. But yeah. that was the problem I think I, I struggled with yeah. too. And you can make the argument that, it might be a better show if they came and said, look, you got three seasons, you know, tell your story. Maybe it's better, but I think that's why it was a little more, a little more paced out. Well, it's a Showtime show and, and Showtime gets a hit. I don't feel like they feel like they can afford to cut something out at three seasons. Oh, right. They, they yeah, need to make their money and drag uh, it out. Oh, they're, they're apparently doubling down on any franchise they have. They're, they're supposedly billions was their big mm-hmm. show, and they're supposedly doing like three spinoffs from it. I feel like and we don't watch a lot of stuff on. No, we do time. not watch their anything they have that's existing IP. They are supposedly going back to the well. Did anybody watch this, Homeland? I no. watched Homeland. I loved Homeland. That was my introduction, really, to subscribing to Showtime. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen got it. Me. Mine was. Oh, you, it's good. I, say, I feel like it. we watched something else on Showtime. Mine was Dexter. That's why I yeah. wanted Showtime to watch the the revival of it. I love the original series except for the end. But so I canceled my Showtime yeah. after the finale of Yellow Jackets because what I do is <laughs> I wait until there's until something I really yeah. want to see, yeah. and then I watch all the Showtime yeah. shows. You're a seasonal subscriber. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Once again, Dr. Amber Richardson. <laughs> Pinching were, those pennies. There were a ton of people that did that for Game of Thrones, though, on HBO. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would, like, only jump in for Game of Thrones season. Well, they're the ones that have kind of set the model now of always having something yeah. that is mm-hmm. in demand enough uh-huh. to... Because Succession, they would alternate Game of Thrones and Succession, and yeah. now they've had The Last of Us, and they, yeah. they've been much better about pacing out those hits that to keep people from the turnover. Right, because well, as soon as one ends, then another yeah. one starts, mm-hmm. so you can't ever cancel. Like the Righteous Gemstones that's, that's just right. come back? Oh, yes. yes. Righteous Gemstones. Gosh, I'm so excited. Have yes. you not watched the first two episodes? No, we did. We oh, yeah. Did. Oh, yeah, okay. we watched the first two. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. You've loved it from the beginning. Oh, yeah. I've been a big fan. Yeah, we watched this one from the start. This is a big Carrie Booker show. Uh-huh. Like, like she, I think, likes this one more than I do, and there aren't many shows that fall into that category, but I don't God know. hates it. Todd hates it? Really? Hates it. I don't understand that at all. Oh I don't gosh. either. They're over the top. It's they're a just, it's so good. It's a little bit of an acquired taste. I mean, um Oh, it is. If you're if you're not that brand of humor type fan, if you don't like Danny McBride in yeah. anything else, because yeah. he, he doesn't have a lot of range in his <laughs> characters. <laughs> so if you don't like his but he was made to play this character. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so if you don't like him in general, it's going to be tough to because it's kind of built around him. But uh, if you like him and his sense of humor, this uh, oh man, I it, like everything about it. Oh, it yeah, and I would watch an entire series of 
Uncle Baby Billy. Oh, I Baby mean. Billy's the best. <laughs> I love Baby Billy. Yeah. I, I would watch, if talking about spinoffs, if you want to give him a spinoff, I will watch that show 100%. Uncle Baby Billy. Yeah, that, it kills me every time they say it that way. What they seem to do really well is pull in uh, different kind of seasonal guest stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, you know, Eric Roberts had a big role. And, he was uh, really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really great. liked him last year. Um, and then uh, uh, I'm going to blank on his name that played the – Andre. Yeah, Andre. Uh, Eric, Eric Andre. Yeah. Um, they bring in him, and then this season we got Steve Zahn, yeah. looks like, uh, is going to be recurring. And um, I'm also – Anyway, the, the guy that plays the stock car driver, I can't think of his name either, but he's one of he's those guys. He's in, like, every HBO show. Right, yeah, you in, see in, him, you're great. like, all right, I like that guy. You know, they, they do a really good job of pulling in uh, really good guest stars, too. Okay, favorite character on The Righteous Gemstones? P- pound for pound and stealing scene for stealing scene. I got to go with Uncle Baby Billy. I think. Yeah, I, I got to so. go with Baby Billy. Oh, yeah. see, I'm, like, tied. I mean, Jesse, of course, but yeah. then... The one that makes me laugh the most is Judy. Oh, they so I mean, Judy is, Judy is like my, undercover <laughs> funny. Yeah. Not undercover. No, she's so not. over the cover. Yeah, she's ridiculous. She is so inappropriate, yeah, over the, the top. Everything she says where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they wrote that for her. Yeah, she's, she's the best written character. I'll, I'll say that. There's, well, has, have we seen her in anything else ever? I haven't. I don't think so. I, I, I think she was in another show of... I think she was in the, the Vice Principals uh, is oh. a show that he had before that I watched a few episodes of and was, uh-huh. was pretty good. I, I, I've I watched think, every episode. It was, it was good. I think she was she was definitely in another show with him, with Danny McBride, that yeah. he knew her from and brought her into this. And uh, But no. that. But I definitely yeah. love how everything, they're like, off to tell daddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, and we're talking about like 40-year-old people. Yeah. Well, I... <laughs> She was so funny. And I'm like, how do I not know who she is? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I sat at the table. <laughs> <laughs> and then Adam Devine finishes it right. just this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I have to admit, first two seasons, or first two episodes of the season, I'm, I'm still like, oh, I hope we get a little bit better. I'm not. But I think maybe every season starts out that way for me. And yeah. then it gets growing. And I'm like, I'm Well, like, oh. last season, I, I thought last season actually was a little – slow all the way through it but it, at the end of last season it, yeah. it went into high gear uh-huh. for those last two episodes so all right so that's great comedy gets us laughing we're gonna move on to another show called black mirror which i've only seen one full episode myself but i, I think kim and damon are pretty big fans and amber have you seen this at i've all? seen more than you okay but i have not yeah any this season this I is think, a netflix show yeah, well, yeah i think i have seen everything leading up to this season we've only watched the first two episodes that have dropped this season but i've seen everything leading up to it and what i really like about this show is the fact that you can jump in anywhere it's it's an anthology every episode is its own separate contained thing and the the big thing about it is that they're Almost all stories about kind of the dangers of technology and what it's become in society today and the different ways it can cause problems and things like that. But they're all just really well written and they do an amazing job of pulling in talent. Yeah. Uh, Is it absolutely positively self-contained episodes like they, they've never tried to tie like I, something into the same universe i don't remember I've seen. i don't remember any carryover characters or 
That's, that's anything like, like that. You can randomly just flip through and pick one that sounds interesting. Yeah, they're almost all bad. just like little separate movies. Uh, yeah. They did actually do a movie, and I, unfortunately I can't remember the name. Um, I, I think it has Black Mirror attached, but then it has the movie's name with it as well. And they actually did, if you remember when we were a kid, the uh, Choose Your Own Adventure books. Where you would oh, read yeah. to a certain page awesome. uh-huh. and say, if you want to do this, jump to page so-and-so. They did the movie Love that those. way. At, at certain points in the movie, literally a menu comes up on the screen. Oh, yeah. That I says how, that. You oh, want, cool. how you want to play the scene. And you have to, basically to finish the movie, eventually it keeps taking you back until you choose the right route. Yeah. But you can pick different scenes to take you through different ways. And if you if you choose one that, like, you know, somebody dies immediately and it's over, and then it takes you back to the screen. It basically has you pick again. But uh, that, that was a big. How's that not become a bigger thing? That sounds fun. Oh, I, I, I don't I know. I think they do it with some kid shows. Oh, I don't really? think I've seen okay. Briley doing it. It was a uh, it was a big swing, and I thought pulled it off pretty well. It, it makes it a little, you know, you kind of get in and out of the story mm-hmm. because of it, but. Just for sheer innovation for something different. It was, it was like, gosh, cool. I got to go back and yeah. read every mm-hmm. single ending or right. watch and, uh, every single one. Uh, the movie is... It's going to um, be like a six-hour movie. I can't remember who else is. I know Will Poulter is in it in the movie. Uh, but And it's set, I'll say it's set like late 80s, early 90s. I know it's kind of a different time period. But um, this show has... Um, there's an episode called San Junipero that is considered one of the best episodes of TV ever and I, I would put it way up there myself it, but there's and there's uh, there's some episodes that are average yeah. or good but there are some episodes of this that are like all-time TV things for me so I, I and a lot of most people have Netflix you know it's not a thing you have to hunt real hard to find so I do remember season one episode one is not a great one to judge this <laughs> series I, I, yeah I would not if you if you start you know, yeah, first season pilot out of the gate, it, it's a tougher one to get through. But uh, I, I would encourage you to uh, start on season six, episode one. Joan is awful. <laughs> that is a winner. Well, that I, looks I, good. really the good. Only episode yeah. that I've watched all the way through was had Daniel Kaluuya in it. I, yeah. I, I mean, and that was really good. Like, I'm certain I would like the show, and I just have not got into it. But have any of you guys watched Room 104, the Duplass show? No. It's probably oh, like a lower yeah, I have. quality yeah. version, I'm guessing, of that. I mean, it's, it's a, similar. Yeah. yeah, but they're, and they're all kind of in that but it's Twilight Zone. Yeah. different yeah. story. Every right, time. self-contained. Yeah. It's the same room. But, uh, and I, there were, it was the same way. It was yeah. very hit and miss. And some of the misses were like, God, I wish I got those 30 minutes back. Yeah. But yeah. the good ones are really good. See, I would say on this one, even the ones I would consider the lower end of this show are better than a lot of shows still. There, there were, very few of them, I was like, that was just bad. But uh, the ones that are, they're either, for me, either pretty good to all-timers on this. On I feel this like one. it hasn't really fully captured the attention of the country. I mean, like in, in the way that some shows have. And for it no. to be in a sixth season, I, it's something's held it back. Well, they're very... I've, sh- I've heard buzz on the Joan is awful. Yeah. I've heard other people talk about it. There's more buzz right now, just in TV, internet, podcast than I've ever heard on the show right. before. So yeah. I guess it's got momentum and maybe people finally started catching up, whatever it may be. But I think it started out as a, as a smaller show and was almost more of cult hit kind of thing. And it's built a little bit. And then the, the seasons are small. You're, I mean, you're talking about every episode is more than an hour long, but you're talking about four or five episodes a season. So there's not a lot to – and if people – get into it and are talking about it, then 
it's over. And part of that is the, the Netflix, the binge model where all the episodes drop at once. There is not that chance to talk about it week after week mm-hmm. when you get like succession or yeah. something that's coming once a week is one of the reasons that people think Netflix struggles with their TV shows um, to keep that conscience in, in, in pop culture that, cause it's not as slow. Yeah, it feels to me like the, yeah. like it's played out. Like we know the model that that's generating that attention and buzz and it's not Netflix's model. So I'm, I'm curious to see how long they're going to keep with that or if they ever will change. Okay. So I am going to take a second here just to throw out the idol. It's another HBO show. Sam Levinson, the guy that does Euphoria, is the one doing this show. It's got The Weeknd. It's got Johnny Depp's daughter, Rose. Lily Rose. Lily Rose Depp. Occasionally she wears clothes. Um, <laughs> usually she does not, or at least all of them. Um, what did you say? Someone described it as some type of porn. It was. Yeah, I did describe it as some type of porn, and I don't know what. The porn that was the keyword. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. whatever the adjective was. Weirdo porn. Yeah, or something with, something. weird was in there for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. If if you're into that, then this is the show for you. Well, it's had a lot of buzz. For the most part, negative. I mean, it is like offending people, bothering people, and I did not intend to watch it. I've not watched Euphoria, but it pissed so many people off. I'm like, well, I gotta watch this, and then <laughs> there was a lot of talk about the porn part and that. Maybe drew me. Well, I really like Euphoria. Actually, I think Euphoria is a really good show. I not feeling that this is a very good show. Like I'm so far only three episodes in, but the like it's not as good of a story. Yeah, the the Euphoria at least has a good story and good writing and good acting. The the sex is overtaking. I think the plot Mm. in this. Well, and I guess the weekend has got just some horrible. I guess reviews from his acting and and from what I've seen, I I don't know. I'm actually still holding it out. Like I've only seen two of the episodes. There's only six episodes for the whole season. So I, I think maybe I guess if they want us to hate it, I, I think there could be some art in that. I mean, uh, if they're just trying to get you have an emotion and if that emotion's anger or hate, then that's still art yeah. on some level. And so sometimes sometimes they just want a reaction. Yeah. Good, bad, yeah. or otherwise they almost want to be like an irritant is in <laughs> well and you talked about before with with some of hbo's biggest shows leaving and needing to fill that yeah. gap i mean that may be like hey we just need something buzzworthy and yeah. we have Cin- halfway naked people in the weekend that people are going to be buzzing so sounds like this should have been maybe more of a cinemax show than an HBO. it does feel way more <laughs> yeah. cinemax I, it, yeah that's legit because even when you got the clothes on they look like they're naked i mean like it is just in and kind of violent and i don't feel like the acting's horrible there's just very little story i mean like if Mm. you know like the britney spears story of like you know she's like isolated pop star and you know i didn't didn't even know the basic i mean that's that's the whole thing and then the weekend takes advantage of her and i give a shot that's the whole story all right, we have ran through a lot of shows. We've been a little all over the place. Uh, I think we have maybe one, two more left we're going to talk about. Just This is more of a, hey, once again, please go watch this. Um, show coming back on Hulu, it's called The Bear. Um, this show has one season out. Last year, The Bear stars Jeremy Allen Wade. He uh, comes back. He's a top-tier chef at a major high level. Comes back to work in a sandwich shop in Chicago due to some family stuff. Um, what I will say is this. I, I 
owned a restaurant for nine years. I've spent a lot of time in the kitchen of a restaurant out in front. This show somehow magically captures just the sheer anxiety that you can have in the kitchen when things are going crazy, when you're getting hammered. Any cooking show you've ever seen, nothing captures it in the way that this does. I've heard chefs be interviewed, and they said nothing on TV or a movie has ever truly captured what our jobs are like. And um, it's coming back for a second season. Uh, Jeremy Allen Wade, he won the Emmy last year for Best Actor. Like, this is a legit show. I would say if you just like TV, watch this show. But if you've ever spent time in a restaurant working or especially in a kitchen, you have to go watch this show. I think it's going to blow up at some point, but very good. High recommendation for me. Watch the first season and uh, get caught up. So This is one I've, I've meant to watch and heard. I've heard nothing but positive, positive praise on this one. Yeah, you'll like it. it, it it's a little, I mean, it, it does kind of get your blood pressure kind of going because it yeah. is it tense. It somehow it makes you feel that the way the characters are doing. But you got to pay attention to this one. You can't wander off and uh, you can't wander. can't wander and do laundry in this. No, one. <laughs> some of us can. <laughs> um, just one I'm going to bring up that just just started. Also, we've only got one episode of it so far. Bringing it, you know, go represent represent. The nerd faction a little bit. Uh, Marvel's Secret Invasion just uh, started on Disney Plus, episode one. I won't get into the details of story on this one. If, if you're a fan, you'll know what it is. It's based on a very popular run in the comics. This one is heavily featuring um, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Um, it's looks to be more of like uh, a spy thriller set in the Marvel Universe. Obviously, that's what he is, is kind of the the biggest the biggest spy out there and it's it's set in that world first episode was was good a little bit of a little bit of a shock um, ending of the first episode I, I, they seem to be going pretty kind of gritty realistic maybe darker tone with this one so uh, if they pull that off I think it'll be really good so uh, I think that's uh like this might be this might, is might Disney? Be something to watch yeah Disney plus um, as I said it's dropping every Wednesday night uh, the other one coming back in the next few weeks that I think me and Kim are maybe the only ones that have watched. I don't know if Amber has or not, but uh, uh, coming back on, on FX and be able to stream on Hulu starting July 13th is uh, what we do in the shadows. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a, uh, a comedy uh, mockumentary comedy <laughs> series that. Uh, I'm Nanor, the relentless. <laughs> I do not relent. <laughs> uh, the, the basic gist is that it is a, uh, documentary crew following a household of vampires and uh hijinks ensue as Amber <laughs> would say. Uh, is a comedy kind of i guess what you call it, i dark, do like that phrase dark comedy but uh excellent i think this is season four that we're getting ready to start um so there's season skip it's a short 30 minute comedy series so if you're looking for something like that i would jump into it and just a quick recommendation, something I have thrown on and been watching. A One of the few uh, fandom franchises that I'm not a big fan of, but this show has been really entertaining. I've always been a Star Wars guy. I've never been a Star Trek person. But I am a big watcher of adult animation series. I'm, I'm a South Park family guy, Simpsons fan. I watch all those. And if you have access to Paramount+, Plus, uh, there's a show... Uh, there are three seasons out. Season four is coming later this year. It's called Star Trek Lower Decks and is an animated comedy series that is basically a workplace comedy set on a Star Trek 
starship of like the grunts that work literally in the lower decks that the maintenance people and the the crew that it you know has to clean up all the messes and do it while the while the bridge is having these big adventures and fighting these big battles these are all the people that are having to clean up everything and fix everything and service everything and it's a that actually Jack, sounds kind of cute yeah Jack Quaid um, is one of the lead voice actors in it um, if you like that type of show like I do it's probably it's a it's not a, like a TV mature it's a I think they rate it like 13 and over it's kind of a Simpsons level of uh, of rating so you know, older kids can definitely, definitely watch it. And I, I would give it a recommendation. I've recently caught up on it and it's just on my mind. So, All right. Well, if you guys, listeners, surely you've picked something up to watch from all these episodes. If you have to pick one, though, right now, I think if you don't have Uncle Baby Billy in your life, you need <laughs> to get some Uncle Baby Billy in your life. Go to HBO, watch The Righteous Gemstones. You'll thank us for it. All right, guys, we appreciate you listening. We will be having to... Reconvene soon in another drafted movie. Kim has Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 coming soon. We'll have to, we'll and have I to, have to watch nine more to get ready. Yeah, that's right. She, has, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. she drafted it with great confidence as if she were I'm a big make, fan. Why, why did you draft because it? Because I'm going to make a billion dollars. Because she wanted, she wanted to win. It's money. Yeah. My studio needed money. I needed some dollars. <laughs> okay. And, hey, I have a request. Our Vote for Pedro episode where we talked about The Last of Us and The Mandalorian has gone viral. And by viral, I'm using that in a very relative term. It's gone viral for our podcast. Triple digits. This is big. I I don't understand why people are listening to it, how they're finding it, what's going on. But somehow, someway, this is getting listened to. And I want to figure out how to do that again. So if anyone knows what's (laughs) happened there, please send us an email Text us. We don't have an email account, but you can find us on Facebook, <laughs> we, whatever. We actually do. I don't know if you want to give it out, but uh, to, to create our, our our docs that we share for the thing, we have an email address for the show if you, if you want to make that available. I think we should save that decision for later. I, I don't know what bad could happen, but I feel like something bad. Maybe could. we need a whole other episode on Pedro Pascal. I don't know. I, I actually said in that episode we're trying to leech off his fame to uh, get listeners, yeah. and it seemingly well, it's working. Yeah, at least for that one. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We're gonna get out of here. We'll talk to you next time.